Hi everyone, this is the first, hopefully, of many. My name is Victor Sa. I'm the CEO and founder of Leap Cosmetics. And we have next to me, Miss Bella Mundi, who is my host, <laughs> my co-host today. And we are having a special guest, if you don't know her. She's amazing. I'm sure you've heard about her at least. We have Madame Karen Hendrickson with us today. Thank you so much for being here, Karen. Oh, it's a pleasure is all mine. Thanks for inviting me. So today we are here to talk about the beauty industry, the ins and the outs. Um, we want you to get the insights of the business, you know, the business side of the business industry the beauty industry. We don't talk about it a lot, I feel like. And that's what this podcast is about. We we want people to have more insights about the industry, uh, how it works. The other side, right? We see a lot of the glitz and the glam, you know, um, it looks fancy on the outside, but what, what does it take really to make all these things happen? The backstory, that's what we are here to talk about, right? Yes, indeed. And before we even move on, since you're a very good rapper and a very good singer, we're going to collaborate and sing a happy birthday song. Yes. For Karen, because it's her birthday. So it's true. It's true. I'm going to start and then you come in with a rap. Right. Ready? All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Karen. Happy birthday to you. Drum roll, the rapper. No, wait, 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 hold on. No, you're not supposed to say yeah. You're supposed to be rapping. I'm supposed to rap on this. Find a way. Good, Karen. It's, it's your birthday. You can hey, party hey. like it's your birthday. Okay. We can see Bacardi like it's, it's your birthday. Hey. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Wow, that's super special. Oh, of yeah. course, of course. We have to celebrate. It's, it's Karen's birthday, and Karen is an amazing person. And you guys, you, you get to understand what we are talking about during this episode. So please, Karen, do us the, the honor of, you know, telling the people who you are, where you come from, what you are all about. Wow. Okay. In five words or less, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you said, I'm Karen Hendrickson. I'm actually from Bermuda, wow. which is a tiny island right in the middle of the Atlantic all by itself. And it, I am, but I've lived in Ghana now for almost 23 years. So in my time that I've been here, I have had an amazing array of experiences, uh, but uh, of course, some around the beauty industry through Rabito Clinic, mm -hmm. and but also on the other side, on the health side, as well as the IT side and clinical side as well. And uh, that is on the corporate side. Right. But the other thing that I think Ghana has helped me develop mm -hmm. is my creative side, yeah. the side for adventure, the side for experiencing new services, new products and new environments. So the, the wonder lost to explore and see what's available has all come through uh, my time in Ghana. Mm. I see. So it's so a very interesting trajectory you have, but how did the beauty industry become a part of your being? Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> um, you know, from a very young age, we start to see our older sisters and friends getting all glammed up. 
And uh, I must say, I never really learned how to take it to that very high level in terms of makeup and all of that. But you want to look your best. You know, when we start getting interested in boys and mm. suddenly just pulling your hair back or, <laughs> or, or putting on Vaseline on your lips is just not enough. Yes. So that started way back then. But in coming to Ghana, I have to say, I noticed that women, particularly when it's an event, mm. they really showed up. And they showed up in a big way. Their hair, their makeup, their nails was always on point. Are you saying this is something that didn't exist in Bermuda? Well, it's not that it didn't exist, but I didn't really care. Okay. I didn't really pay that much attention to it. I had friends who they were always glammed up. And they used to always get on my case because, you know, Vaseline on the lips and, yes. you know, and I was good. Uh, I would even go out with rollers back then. Wow. But was, you, exactly. You know, unless it was a really special, special occasion. Okay. And they used to tease the life out of me, but I really didn't care. So, but of course, that was in the days when they had sponge rollers. So mm -hmm. you know how long ago <laughs> that was. Exactly. Uh, but when I came to Ghana and I saw that, like, even if it was uh, going to a child's birthday party, the women weren't showing up in, say, just jeans and a T-shirt. Mm -hmm. They were showing up like it was an adult party. Yeah. And so I started to pay attention. And I liked the diversity of not only fashion, but the beauty that I saw. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you, you could see a stunningly a beautiful, dark-complected woman who knows she has amazing eyes and lips. And that's what she accentuates. And I would pay attention. I said, oh, I wonder where I could get that from or whatever. Yeah. So over time, I really started to up my game. I have to say Ghana helped me really, really well, up my game. The part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a slow learner, but once I start learning, hey, I learn quickly. Yes, yes. But what's your background, Karen? What, what what did you study? In oh, okay. I actually, st I did two things. I studied accounting, which was my first degree. And my second degree was in marketing. But when I came out and actually started um, working, I was in the reinsurance industry in Bermuda in uh, an, as, as an accountant. Okay. Very rewarding financially, but very boring. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you would go to a party and people were saying, oh, so what do you do? And somebody say, oh, I'm a lawyer, I'm a this, I'm a that. And I'll say, oh, I'm an accountant. Yeah. So after 10 years, I was like, enough. Life's got to be more exciting than this. And I actually moved into uh, in investment banking okay. and did that for about 15 years before moving. In Bermuda? In Bermuda, yes. Okay. At one of the largest banks in the world. Okay. I was an investment uh, banker for the uber rich across the world. So I traveled a lot. I, you know, had a lot of wonderful interactions, but again, after a while I got bored. Yes, yeah, so you wanted to look for a more interesting uh, adventure. Right. And that's when Ghana came into play after mm -hmm. looking around for about two years. Uh, my husband and I, we knew we wanted to be somewhere on the mm -hmm. continent but it was only in visiting several of the countries were we able to realize 
Ghana is where we want to be. What made you decide on Ghana specifically? That's an interesting question. Uh, I would say, really, it was familiar, but not too familiar. I, I'm originally and spent part of my childhood in Jamaica. And Ghana is just, a, in my opinion, Ghana is just a, a larger piece of Jamaica. Right. And I remember the first time I came to visit in like 1998, I said, it's like Jamaica broke off from Ghana mm -hmm. and floated into the Caribbean. Yeah. The foods, the, the, the trees, it's the, uh, yes, even Similar. the people. Yeah. Yes. Jamaica. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So because of that, uh, it it was. I said, you know, we could move here and we would be able to adjust much quicker mm -hmm. than say if we had gone to a place like Angola, where their mother tongue was, uh, or their mm -hmm. colonial's tongue was Portuguese yeah. and so forth, and the foods, everything was different, mm -hmm. nice but different. Mm -hmm. So Ghana uh, was just from um, culinary and to some respect, cultural pathway was just an easier, yes. Easy, yes. Yes. But I'm sure there were challenges and there were difficulties. Absolutely. How difficult was it assimilating? Um, well, to assimilate, if one ever assimilates. Yeah. We still have it after 23 years. <laughs> you know, um, it, it, for me, I, I, it wasn't difficult. Like I don't have a problem venturing into uh, things that I've never experienced before. Mm -hmm. Like you know, going into a, a, let's say Makala Market mm -hmm. and just wandering around up and down, like I've you know, like I'm looking for something, right. but just to enjoy it. But at the same time, understanding all the cultural nuances takes a it's has taken a little longer because a lot of the people that i ask they always can't find the english words to explain so then i have to learn through observation and just constantly finding someone to ask so for me uh as a person who's been here the assimilation i don't think has been difficult uh, no difficult than um, any any other place that I would have gone to, uh, but I, I I want to know more. There's a thirst to know more about certain things. Like I've been to so many festivals in Ghana, wow. which I can feel the the passion, the enthusiasm. Yeah. But I want to know what does that dance mean, and why is it being done this way here and then that? And a lot of people can't always give me that information. Let's try me. Okay. Tell me, so which festival were you at? Which dance did you see that you did? <laughs> let's see if I can give you an answer. Well, I, you, okay, you know, let's try the Homowar Festival okay, that they good. have. Yes. yes. When the, the men dress up as women, and you know they're dancing and they're singing songs, but a, a lot of it is more like a troop dance. Yes, I I don't understand you what know? the. <laughs> That's how I'm like, I'm like, why did I get shoot myself in the foot? This one, you're okay, to and they're that. dancing, and then what happens? No, the, 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 it's kind of like um, almost like a soldier step. Yeah, but they're dressed like women, and I understand it's part of it's a part of if you well. 
my under or what I it was explained to me mm -hmm. in the Homoa festival that I attended that that is the time of the year that they can speak truth to power. Yes, they can speak to their yeah. elders, but they do it disguised mm -hmm. as uh, another gender or something else. Yeah. Okay, so that was explained to me. But yet the actual steps that they do is That's almost like yeah. a military, not, it's not a military step like that, but it's, uh, um, so particular that it has to be. Yeah, there's a meaning. Exactly. Yeah, there's a meaning. But I, um, I, they couldn't, they just told me, well, that's how it's done. Bella left the chat. <laughs> she just Listen, left the chat, when, guys. When you get the explanation, let me know. How embarrassing, though, that I'm Let's from Ireland. Oh, you're know, from Ireland? I'm there. No, I didn't know. Oh, oh no, it's fine. Don't worry. I mean, it's understandable. It's unforgivable, but I guess you guys can understand. No, I don't. Oh. Unfortunately, we all don't seem to understand the real, you know, essence of most of the, you know, the, the accents. That, but I think let's find out. In our tribe too, in yeah. Senegal, I think most of these questions, people don't think about them. So yes, because because they've been exactly. around it all their lives. Yes. Also yes. because I think we don't document yes, our culture as much. We don't. So it makes it very difficult. And most of the time it's watered down because it's from one generation to the other. And so whatever they may have said in 1982 is not what you'll hear in 2023. So that's very true. Like one yeah. of the things that stood out with me, and I'm very, I've been very fortunate. I've met two or three, um, uh, what would you, tour guides. Mm -hmm who have really studied the, the cultures. And so they can answer a lot of questions. But one of the things I found very interesting about that particular festival, yeah. they mark their houses with um, a, a sign on it. Okay. And, and I asked, of course, I asked about that and then they hang something on it mm -hmm. and it has, it goes right back to the days in, in Jerusalem and in the Bible, Israelis in the Bible, yes. where they mark the houses so there would not be a pox on their yeah. houses. Yeah. And that is so fascinating because when you think of the distance mm -hmm. from, uh, Jerusalem to G Ghana mm -hmm. and it's being carried on. Uh, uh, yeah. year after year yeah. and so it's part of the festival so that's that's just one of the many festivals. the audience has to yes yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. any of you know why they do that and how they dance and all of yes. that yes, yes. It's it's, yes. maybe we should all go to that festival it's exactly. together oh, you've really? never been oh, wow. so we should about oh, yes we should yeah we should and next every year yes it's every year it's every year yeah. and there's a meaning behind all the food which yes. uh, you know and all of that so it's really interesting but there's so many uh, festivals around ghana there are that I'm, I'm one of my missions or my bucket list is to try to attend all at least once yes yes because it helps you to understand the people, the people. and the richness right. of their right. yeah, right. history. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm learning a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Let's go back to Wabito. Okay. So everybody yes. knows Wabito in yes. Ghana. Uh -huh. A very, you know, solid brand. How did you get to Wabito? Ah, another interesting story. I was minding my own business, quasi semi-retired, mm. uh, wanting to do my gardening and my exploring um, around Ghana. And I was headhunted mm -hmm. by a company on behalf of Rabitu, but they didn't tell me it was the company. Okay. They just said, there's a company, these are the specs, this is what they're looking for. Uh, would you like to submit your CV? Mm -hmm. 
And initially I said no, because I know that they wouldn't want to compensate me for what I'm, uh, you know, what my going rate is. And so initially she went away and said, okay, I'll let them know. But like a year and a half, two years later, they came back and said, no, they want to see you. Two whole years. Yes. Yes. Because of course they looked elsewhere. Yeah. Yes. 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 And so, uh, and then that's how uh, I like to call it the employment dance started. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I have to say, it was a grueling um, series of interviews mm-hmm. and uh, papers, uh, t- test cases wow. that you had to write. Yeah, it wasn't just go and meet yeah. somebody and then shake yeah. your hand. But it was all things that uh, was not new to me because that's how they do a lot of interviews in the West, right. particular for senior positions. Yeah. And uh, after all was said and done, about two weeks later, I got the call that um, now the board wanted to meet me. And then, yes, so I would say within, let's say, five weeks of the initial contact made by the recruitment agency, uh, they made me an offer. Mm-hmm. And so I started in 2017 mm-hmm. and my first order was, cause of course I knew about Rabito by the yeah. time I found out who the company was, uh, I had actually gone there on behalf of my niece many years ago okay. when she was 14 and had an incredible breakout of acne that mm. I remember um, when my husband went to pick her up in the UK because she was in school in Jamaica and he called me and he said you better be prepared because when she comes her face yeah right. and so I started calling around then and asking people who, who should I take her to when she gets here and everybody said Rabito okay. and so I had had that experience and then um, she came, she got her treatment, her face was fine. Uh, she went back to school and, you know, um, the rest is history. She's come since then just to get uh, products. Okay. So, but from uh, 2017, I started, you know, working to refresh the brand. Yeah. I was amazed at the amount of people who thought the brand had died or it was no longer open yeah. uh, because uh, they just hadn't seen... Anything. Any, yeah. Yes, yeah. in a while. So, yes. And uh, so that's how I came to be at Rabito. I see. Yes. So you, did you have any idea what you were walking into? Because it's one thing knowing about the brand and knowing that people know this is yes. a go-to place for skincare. Yes. Yeah. But walking in then realizing this is an almost dead, and I yes. use that advice as a brand. That's true. Well, actually... Um, I, because of the case studies I had, mm. I kind of had an inkling. And then when I, when I started, the first thing I did was I visited every branch they had at the time. Mm. And I spoke to every single employee. So within two weeks, I had a picture that I was walking into what I like to refer to as the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, no computer system, no... Uh, everything being done as it was done like 30, 40 years ago. Wow. And, and Radical uh, was in existence already for yeah. how many? Oh, yes. Uh, at that point, I, I think, think it, was four, it was four. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It will be, yeah. uh, Rabito will be 50 years old 
next year. That's amazing. So I mean, you don't have a lot of 50 years old companies exactly. that are still in existence That's here. Let alone That's true. Like, That's true. That are like very focused on beauty, skin. Yes, and skin. Exactly. And and that's a testament to right. the longevity of the company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always like to say the first 50 is almost the easiest. Right. It's the second 50. Yeah. That's the hard ones. Because to now make it an institution mm-hmm. where it's been around for getting up for a hundred years. Now that, that is the hard part. Yeah. Yes. Right, yes. Right, right. And you know, people change, uh, environments change, neighborhoods change. And that's one of the things that I've learned in my time with Rabito is that, uh, a hot booming, uh, neighborhood, 15 years ago could be a ghost town now and you have to be willing to pick up your tent and move to where the communities have moved Mm -hmm. so that you are close to your customers. And, um, that, and, and those are some of the things that in any business, not just Rabito, but you, you have to always have your finger on the pulse of mm-hmm. what the community wants. Yeah. And skincare is no different right. because um, <laughs> when I think back about 30, 40 years ago, most of us were told to use noxema on our face. Do you remember those days? And, or or ponds. And that was your beauty treatment. Yes. And you didn't even question it because, you know, now, not said. even a teenager mm-hmm. could you convince her Do to put noxema yeah, on your face. Yeah. You know, it just would not happen. And so, and, and, and businesses that don't keep, um, their pulse on what's happening, mm-hmm. they will lose out. Yeah, yeah. And, and beauty care moves so, so rapidly, so quickly that, um, more and more people particularly young people they want to look fantastic but they don't want a lot of fuss yeah you know those 10 step things ah you do this you wait for 15 minutes yeah one minute they don't want to do that is it because they don't understand the need for them to go through those processes or they just don't have the time it's not that they don't have the time they just feel why should it be everything else is quick yeah. they're on the internet why? they're no longer doing dial up on the internet is their whole life is fast paced mm-hmm. most of them aren't it's not that they have something else that they're doing yeah but you know uh the young people of today and even of my generation we feel things should be convenient yeah, yeah. we don't we we no longer feel we have to sacrifice exactly right (laughs) yes yes so um and and that's that's one of the challenges that i always had with um beauty Mm. care regimes these three four hour multi-step programs and then at the end um you almost forget why you were doing all of that yeah yeah, it, it, it was just point. too much. What we do with this because this is what we do. <laughs> we exactly. are here to make people's life easier. Exactly. Right. You exactly. shouldn't suffer though. You shouldn't mm-hmm. suffer. You that's right. Look your best, feel your yeah. best. But it doesn't Without having to, to struggle for it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I, I and, and that's one of the things, if you don't mind me saying, I, I liked about your brand because I, I wanted to give it a try. Um, not just because I love the packaging and you know, it's crazy. I 
am more drawn to packaging, packaging sometimes. Okay. And the, what's inside it's the actual. I feel like most people yeah. these days, oh, packaging really? attracts you first. Exactly, exactly. And when it feels sensuous in your hands, mm -hmm. then you can't help but say, oh, I got to try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So I, when I started uh, trying the, the cleanser, mm -hmm. I loved the fact that all you have to do is put it on a cotton wool and put it on your face. That's and it. And then clean it off. Yes, yes I guess. You know, I mean, how easy is that? Yeah. You know, oh my goodness. Even if you have a full face of makeup on, you can still do that. Uh, and for me, um, it just makes life easier, yeah. honestly. Honestly, I, I have so many friends and they look so gorgeous when they step out, but they can't get dressed in less than two hours yeah. because an hour and a half is just doing the, just the, the face. Yeah. It's an awesome. You know, so, and let's face it, most of us, not all, but most of us are blessed with beautiful faces. That's true. So... Why, why I do, do so much? Exactly. Why do we need uh, a skincare regime, particularly at night? Yeah. You come home from a, a fabulous uh, event yes. and you've had time, and then you've got to do some 10 step program before you can get in your and bed. When, actually, we, we went through the numbers. Oh, and I when see. The numbers say that you actually, people start, but they don't finish. They don't finish. Oh, yeah. I see. So you, because at the beginning, it's fun and yes. you want to do it. But then the sustainability of it. Yeah. Thank you. I never, I thought it was just me. No. Just the numbers because, actually say it. <laughs> okay. Yes. And that's why, you know, there was a time in my life, I think in my early 30s, when fashion fair was a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in fact. Do they still even? I don't think so. No. But they were the thing mm -hmm. at the time. And I remember going to uh, like a, a department store. In fact, it was Macy's. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they did your makeup for you. And then they sold me like practically a suitcase full, full of, makeup. of makeup, cleansers, all this stuff, toners, whatever, whatever. I don't even think I did two weeks, <laughs> two weeks. And then I just gave it all away. It was work. Yeah. It was work. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, ah, this is crazy. And, and this is how many years ago? Oh, Quite a number, More yeah. than 30 something yes, years right? ago. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think that the beauty industry has evolved over time. Oh, they have. Well, you're Sometimes. saying that, yes, you looked at the numbers and now you yeah. realize that people don't have time for that. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're creating a product, that's right. it should suit the, exactly. the convenience yes. of your client. That's right. Yes. Which they are demanding. Yes. It's, mm -hmm. You know, uh, the clients, uh, myself included, we all feel entitled that we should be able to get what we want yeah. and still get the results that, you know, a 12 step program would have given us. Yeah. And the, the products that step up to that, mm. they're successful. Yes. You know, they're absolutely successful. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to give us three things that you oh. think that the company, okay, let's say beauty company uh -huh. or any company in the, in the, in the steel mm -hmm. creative industry, mm -hmm. the three things that you need to do have, to be successful or oh. to be sustainable? Well, well, the first one is it has to be no more than three steps. One would be ideal, but no more than three. Mm -hmm. The other one, which might surprise you, the directions must be clear okay. to read, uh, not so tiny that you can't see it. Mm. And then the third thing is the product must be as advertised. Meaning, don't promise something and you can't deliver. Yes, 
those three things really make a difference because it engenders trust. Um, as consumers, we will usually start what I like to say the gateway product. So it might just be the cleanser or the moisturizer, but if it's making fabulous promises and it doesn't deliver, you're, I'm not going to go back and try their other lines, you know, and most products have multiple lines yeah. that, you know, and because they want to get people in the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. But if those three things can be done, and of course, like a sensual uh, feeling, like I, I just love going to stores where they have different products and just feeling the bottles and looking at them because it's it does something to you. It makes you it feel... I don't know, kind of, yeah. yes, that's it, special, yes. absolutely special. So those are my three things. Did you have three things in mind that you thought? Well, I think I agree with all of them. Definitely, of course, you know, direction. Yes. And the three steps, right? It needs to be easy, like we mentioned. Yeah. Right. Um, but those are, you know, very beauty, beauty company directed, right? Mm -hmm. But what would you say, like, for the industry, the creative industry as a whole oh. for a company to thrive yeah in the creative like tips like how how business tips oh business yeah. tips yeah. okay well first of all they have to know who their customer is and when i say no no to the point where you understand their pain points and you understand what would make those pain points go away now that sounds really easy, but no, trust but it's me, not, it's no. difficult. It's, it's really difficult. Yeah. Uh, so that is a key thing. The second thing, uh, from a business perspective, um, you once you've identified those pain points, you have to test it out. Yeah. Don't just assume, okay, I got it. I got yeah. it. Uh, this this is what my customer wants. Because from the time you did your research mm -hmm. and the time you're ready to go, say, to market, right. things could have changed. Right. And there, there may be a different trend that is there. And those two things are paramount. Mm. But then the third thing is... Uh, making sure that you over deliver what your customer wants. You have to wow them. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, anticipating their needs and treating them like human beings. Being. Okay. Yes. So um, let me go at it from a negative perspective for a second. Every business at some point has a dissatisfied customer. I don't care whether you're McDonald's or whether yeah. you're the De Beer Mining mm -hmm. Company uh, producing diamonds. Every company has an unhappy customer at some point. Mm -hmm. But it's how, how you handle it, yeah. okay? Some... Uh, <laughs> how has Abito handled that? Well, we try to go directly to the customer and hear from them firsthand mm -hmm. Uh, allow them to explain, mm -hmm. get their frustrations out, talk about it, and really listen and not be like, oh, trying to give excuses, yeah. etc. And then thanking them for their candid feedback. Even if they're being rude and obnoxious? Even if they're being rude and not obnoxious. And believe me, it happens all the time. Okay. But I tell you, 
that client will respect you in the end because a lot of times it's just frustration. Right. It's just anger. I, I had this customer uh, who called on, on behalf of his wife who irate is too easy of a word. That man, in fact, before I got his number, he all the various managers had tried to deal with him and he had cut them down to pieces you are having it. and they they called to tell me about it because uh they wanted me to know and they said there's nothing you can do but in case you get blowback and i said give me his number let me talk to him and i called him and oh boy oh they oh he went on for a good 45 minutes but I, I took notes, I listened to him. He was so angry. And in some respect, quite rightly so. Yeah. And when he was finished, I asked him a couple of questions and I said, let me look into it and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Now I had the answers already, but I needed him to feel that he had been heard and that it heard enough and that I would look into it, mm -hmm. which I still did. Now, when I called him back and explained to him what that granted what was told to him was correct, mm. but it wasn't said in the right way, mm. you understand? Uh, and that the reason that activity we don't allow was to protect people like his wife. Mm. And I gave him examples. And he was like, well, why didn't they just say it like you said? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, not everybody has the vocabulary, especially yeah. when someone is angry, mm -hmm. to break it down and explain it. And it was a very sensitive issue. And he said something that I'll never forget. He said, you have turned the flame down on them from my from my pot. Oh. <laughs> and I'd never heard that phrase before, but it, it meant his anger had gone. How did it make you feel? Oh, it made me feel very good yeah. because I had managed by respecting him, listening to his issues. And there were a couple of things that he said that we could improve on. Right. And I told him that. And that's why patients or, or customers, they just want to be treated like human beings. Yeah, they want be to honest. be respect and, yeah. and honesty. But having the vocabulary, mm -hmm. so that, and but what I mean by vocabulary is saying it in such a way that's not offensive. Yeah. Now, I'll give you an example. I was in New Jersey a couple of months back to this restaurant that had been referred to us for breakfast. The service was beyond horrible oh i mean if i had to rate them they would have gotten a minus 100 oh. that's how bad it was and what made it worse is when the waitress came to finally came to our table mm -hmm. and we said um to her um you need you need more help in here on a sunday because the line was out the door she said well you should tell so and so restaurant not to close on a sunday that's how she addressed the oh. problem. And I turned to my friend who had recommended the place. I said, don't ever recommend this place even to your worst enemy. Yeah. Because there was no understanding or empathy, nothing, yeah. nothing. And it, the service was so bad that even though the food was good, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. You understand? So for me, treating your customers with a wow experience. And 
I'll, I'll tell you a, an example of what I talk about a wow experience. Yeah. Many years ago, when I, I think it was like, let's say my second or third trip to Ghana, knowing that I was moving here, I had, in those days, you could carry up to four suitcases. And I came, got up at the airport, no luggage, no luggage, no luggage. Four suitcases. Four suitcases, nothing. And I went to report it. And I met this lady. I think those people are the worst. They have the worst customers. You would well. think. Exactly. Well. And, and I was ready for oh, her. Yeah. All four suitcases gone. Were not there. But the lady that I met there, mm. her customer experience was phenomenal. Phenomenal. So much so that I'm still friends with her to today. Oh, wow. And when my luggage finally arrived the next day in plastic bags, mm. like a homeless person, the way she handled my suitcases being replaced and everything was at such a level. And I remember um, my husband was like outside waiting for me. He was like, what's taking so long and everything. And I went out there smiling and laughing. And he says, you're happy? Mm -hmm. I said, I met this lady. I said, her customer service, you will not believe it. Yeah. And it, she, she took an incredibly stressful mm -hmm. uh, situation where I had every right to be angry. And she turned it around so that I I really felt her empathy yeah. and what she was, she would do everything in her power to make it happen. That's and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Wow. Service. Absolute. Wow. Service. That's a challenge that I think in Ghana, we face a lot yes. because you go to a lot of businesses mm -hmm. just to purchase something. And you'll find on social media, people say that they made it seem as if I was doing, they were doing me a favor exactly by rendering their service or selling their products exactly. to me. Absolutely. And you feel it all the time. It has gotten better over the last yes, 20 years. I mean, it was worse 20 something years ago, but no. <laughs> oh, trust me. It was crazy. You, you would go into shops and the girl sleeping on the counter would just look at you like, what are you and doing? just yeah. put her head back down because yeah. she doesn't think you're coming in there to buy anything. And sometimes I wouldn't even turn on the lights. Mm -hmm. And God. oh my goodness, oh, you know, it, thankfully you don't see that as much now, mm -hmm. but that those were cases of where people would invest a ton of money in a business yeah. and then put the equivalent of their house girl to be in to the be shop. There. So that means they don't even understand and exactly. that this is a business and you exactly. must get an equipped person to run it. Exactly. exactly. The, the simplest yeah. things, like for me, what's shocking is the hello. Yeah. You're even lucky if you get a hello. And thank you. you. Exactly. Even lucky if you get a hello. I go to the supermarket. I want to buy some things. Hello, you're not <laughs> responding to me. Oh, That's exactly. You're very lucky to even get a, get a hello. Listen, in fact, they don't care. Uh, when we came, we actually opened up a business called um, The Scoop. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one, the staff could not even speak to the customers until they had had two weeks of training. Okay. And every person who entered that door, no matter who, had to be welcomed. It yeah. be welcomed to the school. That's basic. People thought you would think. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. It, it became such a thing that people would come just to see if it was true. Mm. But at, over time, people started to realize better customer service, you get better 
customers and customers are happier and they, they will promote coming. your business. Not to hold brief for the store attendants, but there's also the case where the owners of the businesses do not treat the attendants right. That's true. And so they extend that. And they don't train them. Exactly. Nobody is an automatic excellent customer service. Yeah. There's no training. Yeah. And the training. And that's why, like in the scoop, when we, if you joined and they'd be all in their uniform, I would say, no, I just need you to observe learn your script mm -hmm. when it's slow we'll practice right. so that when you are on the floor as a full-time employee mm -hmm. you are able to interact yeah. with the level of service that we want to give uh and you know the other thing that used to drive me crazy mm -hmm. you would walk into a store particularly like a, a restaurant and you would say Oh, um, what do you recommend? Oh, hmm, I don't know. You don't know, yeah. They don't even yeah. know what's on the menu. Because, because yeah. the owners don't allow them to taste or to try. Ah. And that was something that we was integral in our business. That they so that if you walked in and you say, Oh, I don't know what I want. Oh well, would you like we had a script. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or do you like fruity things or are you more chocolate or whatever? And so they could engage them in conversation. Yeah. And people used to always say to me, Where did you find these people? They are so amazing. Yeah. And I would say it's training. Yeah. It's training. It's true. We don't do it. We don't. We don't. So would you say that's the most important thing in starting your business? I mean, your products may be good, they may be great, but if you don't have have the right customer, customer service, service. You won't keep you're dead the in the water yeah. you're dead in the water and that is why mm. there are some businesses their product is not good but there's a line at the door all the time yeah because they are treated they, because they well. make people feel like they matter yeah and at the end of the day that's all that we care about mm. i mean i don't like to drop names but do you remember the lines that used to form outside of frankie's back in the day yeah yeah. Now look. Yeah. The service used to be. It used to be like, well, come on. Yeah. What do you want? Hurry. But you see, eventually, people vote with their feet. Yeah. So businesses, if they if they really want to succeed, they must treat the customer as king. Right. But of course, the product has to back that up to be able to generate. The repeat the, business because yeah. anybody can come for the yeah. first time yeah. but for, you come back exactly. you talk about my, my business in a positive people. light exactly right. Right. yes it's yes. important i think it's yeah. a good point like to we tend to forget we are human beings and we yes. make products for other human beings yeah, exactly so the point the the the, the crucial point here mm -hmm. is people yes. yes yes and everybody in fact I would say every living being wants to feel that they matter. Mm. Okay. And it, whether it be a child, you know, have you been to some places where people even don't, they don't even acknowledge the child. Yeah. It's, you know, not they even don't. a good, yeah. Children remember things like that. They remember. Mm, they grow and eventually they will be consumers as well. Uh, so having, a business plan that also makes customer excellent customer service part of the the business plan right. is key. Absolutely. It's really key. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. I know. That's a very important you part know. of the conversation. Well, it is, and and the places. I mean, I, I would describe myself as a shopaholic, okay. as most women are, yeah. and we know the places that we like to go to. Okay. 
and places that have what we're looking for and they make us feel like we matter yeah it's true. Mm -hmm. shop. If you don't look at me, I'll just, I won't even stay there like five seconds. I'll just go, go uh -huh. out. I enter, you don't even dare to look up. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you to your face it before happens. I leave. Yes. I make you aware that you just lost yes. a customer. Thank because you. Of exactly. Behavior. I was coming in here to buy X, Y, Z, but I'm taking my business yeah. down the street. Yeah. You know, there's, speaking of that, there's actually a business in East Legon where it's closest to my house and they have everything that I would normally want to buy. Mm -hmm. Is it clothing? No, no, no. It's like household stuff, yeah. cleaning products, etc. Very convenient. Even the brands that I'm used to. Right? Yeah. But the owner of the business is like a sour lemon and a sour uh, grapefruit mixed together. In fact, sometimes she doesn't even want to get up and she's the owner. And she's there. And she's there. The face. Oh, so... I, after one particularly rude when exchange. Like, why do you even bother to be in you, business? Thank why? you. So, You're dealing with a lot. So after one particularly rude exchange, when she said, you buy it or you don't buy it, I don't care. She said Wow. That. I was like, okay, you've made a valid point. I got back in my car and I have never oh, been gone back in that store. Oh, that was even in COVID, yeah. when people were looking for Lysol and I saw she had it. You still wouldn't recommend go. No. And then when I started talking to people, oh, so many people said, oh, that's why we don't go there. Oh. We don't go there. I don't know. Yes, if only the desperate or people who think it's still those times back in like Rollins time where you just queue up and whatever they throw at yeah, you, you, you just get. take it. Yeah. But I will never step foot in that woman's store. Oh. And there's a, another store that has come just a little further from the house. Uh, which I frequent all the time. They're probably even more expensive. But you'd but rather pay for good service. You step into that store, somebody is there. How can I help you? Because, you know, these stores are real small to move around. And they are there. The owner, she remembers. Oh, we didn't have this the last time. We, we have it now. Or yeah. do you want me to call you when it comes in? Yeah. Ah. Why would I take my hard-earned money, money mm -hmm. and go and put it with a sourpuss yeah. who acts as if her shoes are hurting? I won't give you the money. Never. Never. And, and, you know, and... Hmm, so much to learn to do in, yeah. especially in Africa, right? You know, there's a Chinese proverb. If you don't like to smile, don't open a shop. Mm. Simple. That's what I just mm. said. Like, exactly. Why? why would you go there? Thank you. But they are there. They are there. But you see, the thing is, there's certain days when you're not yourself. You're not in a good Doesn't mood. Doesn't matter. And you have to still go to work. Yes. How do you manage? Because I may be smiling, but I'm not smiling. But it, my soul is not smiling. It's true. <laughs> and you just walked in at the time when I feel my lowest self. What do I do? What do I do? It's you, not my fault if I'm not too nice to you. You don't know it is. You have to become an actress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to dig deep and know where your bread is buttered. Mm. I would say all the time at Rabito to the staff, because yes, we all have emotional mm -hmm. and personal issues. It right. happens all the time. Right. But the customer who is paying us is not, not coming to, yeah. uh, to, to not encounter our problems. Right. And if the problem is that bad, then don't come in that day. 
or don't open your shop that day hmm. because it, it's it, not the same for you when you're on tv you know <laughs> listen it's tough well that's also customer service like in a vlog yeah you know um look i remember uh back in the day when i was living in bermuda i did a lot of acting uh, on the stage, it wasn't for movies, uh, as, as a hobby. And I became, Bermuda's very tiny, so it was very easy to become like a Bella Mundi. Huh. Very famous, very, you know, you, no, 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 you no, no, man, your, your accomplishment. <laughs> well, Bermuda's 60,000 people, so I have oh, to put okay. it, yeah, so I have to put it in context. But I couldn't go anywhere. Everybody was like, oh, wow, yeah. wow, wow. And there were days when you just didn't want to be bothered. Exactly. But you couldn't do that. You had to be gracious. And I remember one day, the boyfriend I had at a time, we were at a restaurant eating, and somebody rushed up to me. Oh, could I have your autograph? Because I had just done a series of live hey, plays. Ah, hey. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I signed, and I was all da-da-da-da-da, you know. And then when the person left, he said, could we just not have one meal where people are not asking you for your autograph? Right then and there, I saw he's got to go. Yeah. Because nope. he didn't understand that this is your fan base. Mm. You have to, you have to cater yeah. to them. Yeah. And um, they weren't asking for a pint of blood. They were simply asking for... It's not too much. Yes, yes. Mm. And yes, and there are days, look, look, even in my day-to-day -day activities, I will get a call. The last thing I want to it's, do it's to, is to be like to be gracious and whatever. Yeah. But have to be that's what, yes, that is what our we customers... The lesson here, yeah, we all have to have this act, this actor thing going on. Exactly. Whatever and we, we have do. to work at it. Yes. yes. You know? And it's, it's not always easy, but we have to work at it. And um, if not, your business will not, it will not no, thrive. It won't try. You know, the, the best type of advertising is word of mouth. But it's also the worst type of advertising so, is word of when it, it destroys things, it's difficult yeah. exactly. exactly to fix and rebuild. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, and this and this is why I had a rule generally mm -hmm. in some of the businesses that I have done, retail businesses like the ice cream business. I, I never hired anybody who used to work for government for a long period of time. Why? Because the work ethic and attitude is totally different yeah. from focusing on excellent customer service, service all the time. Okay. If somebody is indoctrinated and let's say, the, you know, you, we used to mostly hire young 20-somethings. Uh, if they've worked three, four years, say... Um, you know, in some government department, you know, there there's two weeks no, of training is not going to get them. No, they need like a whole year of training. They, yes, yes. And so because you need to get them working quickly, yes. So um, it's, it's, it's very good to have a clean slate and people who understand what it feels like to have excellent customer service, yeah. which was one of the things I used to do with training. After they did their two weeks training, they would then go with me to Frankie's because yeah. at the time, at the time they were the epitome of the everything that was wrong with customer yeah. service. And they would get money like in those days, like 2000 Ghana CDs was like a million. Today. Yeah. And they would each get 2,000 Ghana CDs and go in 
to buy whatever they want and then later tell us their experience. You, Victorian, you never did that with us. <laughs> not too late. Why, why, what is she it talking about? It's not about? too late. <laughs> take us out. Take us out for lunch. Yes, yes. Should we go to where do we that? go? Where do we go? I, I would like to think their customer service is, is improved now, but they used to come out and say things like, she didn't even look at me. Mm. She just pointed it. And when I paused, she told me, hurry up. Mm. Because you see, in those days, oh, they were oh, the one. There were yeah. no other pastry yeah. shops wow. that you could go to. Oh, my goodness. But what that showed them is mm. what it feels like. After you've been trained for two weeks straight on all the things you need to do to give that wow experience, and then you are sent to a place to now go and be be served, it's the 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 difference is really clear. Yeah. It's really clear. This is an important conversation to have, especially in our environment, right? Mm -hmm. Now I want us. We can talk about this. Like we can go on and on. You will never finish, guys. Yes. Um. But let's take this to the future, right? So okay. How do you see the future of beauty? Oh. What are the trends? Well, Where do you see? It's well, good. I see artificial intelligence course, getting involved at some, at some level, yeah. probably in the making yeah. and the application, but it will always be with us. Mm -hmm. um, the people still have to be in the center. Well, you know, at the end of the day, we are vain. Human beings are vain. We want to look the best. Now, the trends may change. Yeah. It may get to a point where, you know, it's fashionable to have a gash in your head. Yeah. And people who don't want to cut themselves will have to find a way to make the makeup yeah. look like it's a yeah. gash. Or because, I mean, look at tattoos now. If you would have told me tattoos would be a thing. Yeah. Even no. 10 years ago, I would have said you're crazy. Yeah. So the future, I don't know what it holds. But I do know that beauty will always be with us, yes. the cosmetic uh, business. And I think, though, there will be more focus on internal beauty. Really? Yes. Wellness. Wellness. We're retrogressing because it's more about what you see on the outside. And so we're piling on a lot of fake stuff. Okay, and that's when we get tired. They Are they tired. really? They will. No, not not right now. But she said but the future. future right? Let's so that's how you say it. Out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just so when you see the trends now, people are more into organic. Plastic. Yes, that's the start. So see, the, that's the start. But then there's also a lot of people who are, I mean, look at Botox and BBL nope. and all that. And that seems to be no, the order of the day. That's now. true. That is now. And if you would have told me 10 years ago, that that would be a thing in Africa, let alone Ghana. Well, I would never have been like you are. You kidding yes, me? We have it already, right? Exactly. But you just walk through Makala and you see how many underwear yeah, they're selling with all that extra. The poor man's Botox, <laughs> you know. But I'm telling you, I, I've I've lived long enough to see everything is cyclical. Right? Yeah. And while right. Beauty Bee will be with us, it will be in different ways. ways. Yeah. I think there's a trend, particularly with the, are they called uh, Gen Z? Mm -hmm. They're moving we to natural. We have some here, guys. We, have, we are surrounded by Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're moving to natural. Not everybody, yeah. you know. But the more secure and confident ones, they're moving to natural, organic. They're yeah. also um, making sure that their uh, 
beauty isn't just say their face yeah uh but it's it's their body it's what they're wearing yes exactly and so i'm starting to see inklings of that Mm -hmm. and i think in 10 or 15 years that could be the trend for a while but it may also swing back right because we're in the future (laughs) (laughs) yes yes but you know um and right now in labs across europe and north america you've got scientists tinkering away Mm. getting ready for those trends yeah because that's where these large um pharmaceutical, uh, or not pharm- it's just pharmaceutical, but the cosmetic industry like L'Oreal. Yeah. What they spend on just research mm-hmm. could... It's more than anything. It's more than most countries in Africa have to spend G-G-G-B. on... Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So they are already seeing glimmers of the future and what is to come, yeah. and they're trying to ensure that they are in on it. Mm-hmm. So take, for the instance, things like this. What do they call it? Molecular cellular water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you would have told me... Yeah. <laughs> even... T- Five years ago, ago, that there is a water that can clean better than mm-hmm. the water that comes out mm-hmm. of your tap. Mm-hmm. I would say, are you kidding me? Yeah. But look at the people who are buying that, right. myself included, oh. because because when I tried it, I don't know what they have in it. It does get it gets your makeup off easier. Yeah. It does your face isn't dry. Um, so. Things are moving towards, uh, you know, realms that we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And I feel that as long as we're open to it and embrace what works for us, yeah. we shouldn't be afraid. Yeah. Embrace what works for us because with over almost 2 billion people in the world, there's always going to be segments that stick with the old trends. Things mm-hmm. and, and yes. to also move on. Exactly. Mm, yes. I see. But people like Brella will always be beautiful. It doesn't matter. We all are, actually. <laughs> we all are. It's true. I yes. And that's why we use our lip serum. Ah, yeah. Ah, I like how you, I like how a you little, A little product <laughs> placement here and there. She's going to stop talking about it. Listen, I'm working towards lunch at Frankie's. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> No, I think we should do that. There's no Frankies in Ghana, guys. There's no Frankies. Oh, there is a Frankies. There's there's still there. There's no Is there? Still there. Wait, you didn't know? You didn't know. For me, it was. Oh, you see, the lines are not around the building anymore. That's why. If if you were, it was close. You didn't even go there. Do you have a Frankie's hotel? Yeah, hotel is yeah. Yeah. They have a good breakfast. Oh, they have a good breakfast? Okay, see. Well, until COVID came. Uh, and then they okay. started reducing the portions. And then uh, uh, you see, you see. Yeah, well, that's engaged. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and that's another thing. When you talk about customer experience and what's to expect, there's a place in uh, Osu that, oh, my gosh, I've been going to them for since they opened. Mm. And they tried for a segment to reduce the portion size to keep the price the same when everything was going up. And I was like, what is this? They even found containers where when you looked at it, it looked like it was the same Mm -hmm. size. But then when you opened it, it it went down really small. (laughs) And I guess myself and many, many others complained. Mm And so they reverted back to what they had before and they just explained managing customer expectations because of rising prices and we want to give you the same quality and standard we did before. What used to cost you 20 is now going to cost you 80. Yeah, that's basically it. But guess what? You're still buying. I know. Not as often. 
but I still go. And because it's consistent. Uh, One of the things they have that I, they're the only people I will eat from. They make a tuna fish sandwich that sounds like, well, what's the big deal about tuna? I think Frankie should pay us after this. I know, I know, no, 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 buying from them the same tuna sandwich was five cds mm-hmm. but delicious and consistent when i tell you consistent the same one fast forward i went there since i've been back from vacation the same sandwich nothing has changed except for the economy is now 60 CDs. I was going to say 15. 60. From 5 to 6 zero? No, no, no. In between, it's okay, been... Okay, it da, 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 da. Yes. And, and I, said at, I said at 20, I was going to stop. Yeah. And I said but at 30, 60. I was going to stop. Not for a sandwich. Did you pay for the... I did. Yeah, you Would know, you go back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I can't go every day. Yeah. yeah. But guess what? The, the service, when I walk in there, mm-hmm. they said, is it tuna today? They're reaching for it. And they give it to yes. You. Can we get you anything else? And I say, no, no, no. It's all I can afford to give. <laughs> and then I savor it. It's yeah. like a treat. Mm-hmm. But the service has always been 100%. And I understand they're not putting it up just because they're greedy. Yeah. But, you know, things cost money. Yeah. But if the service was, I would have found another place that could do a tuna, you know, or just stopped eating it. Yes. Hmm. So that's that's why I say customer service in business is so key. so so key. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for all these gems, Karen. Yes. So can I ask a question? Okay. What is Live Cosmetics? Can you tell me a little bit about it? What is this? <laughs> that Tables are turned. Doing reverse. Now reverse. Customer service. You should, you, should, you should be nice to your customers. <laughs> Tell us what it is. Okay, guys. As you can see, uh-huh. leave for us. We, we've been talking about organic, natural, all of that. It's like living, right? It mm-hmm. starts within, mm-hmm. right? For us, it's all about self-confidence. The person that you are inside, uh-huh. that's what's going to determine if you are a beautiful or not beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yes. So that's what we are all about. I see. Yes. So uh, I see some products on the table. Can you tell me a little bit about the products? I'm just curious. I like, you know, I told you I'm adventurous. Yeah. So but if you she started re- using it. She's reliving her times on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So by the time yes. this is done, we need to ask for her autograph. <laughs> you have to give us your autograph before. Yeah. You but I mean, we, we do organic skincare for men and women. Oh. And, you know, we are here for simple, okay. easy, uh-huh. but efficient. Oh, wonderful. Right. So oh. all the products are very, like, organic. Mm-hmm. We are certified FDA. And all these products are very safe. We are clean brands. So oh. we don't use plastic. We only use natural ingredients, like just oranges, citrus, jojoba, um, oh, wow. baobab oil. Things that we have. On yes. In the uh-huh. yes. Exactly. That are good for our skin. Yes. And that's, that's what we try to take and put it in the oh. products. Wonderful. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm so glad you explained that. Because I was I was looking at the sign behind you and I was like, hmm, live cosmetics. 
I don't know if I've heard of Do them before. Do you know before. why we wanted you as the first guest of the Leave podcast? Tell me. Because you are the epitome of also what the company is, right? You're such a hardworking, you know, woman. And you represent diversity. Look at you yeah. coming from Bermuda, living in so many countries. And you took a big risk on your in your life. Uh-huh. You left everything that you knew mm-hmm. to come and live in Africa, in Ghana, where you don't know anybody. For me, that says a lot about you. True. Right. And so it's, it's special for you, for us. Yes, oh, thank for you. you to be here. I love being the first of anything. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen Hendrickson, Theo Ramito, and so many, many, many more. Uh, and the visual orator, that's my actual right. other name as well. Okay. Uh, because as you see, I can be a little expressive with my descriptions. Yeah. So, <laughs> so people refer to me as the visual orator. Right. And uh, I, it's been a delight to be here and to be the first. Okay. No one can take that away from me. Never, yeah. never. Yeah. Please, we'll leave you all the details of, of Karen, how to get her. It's been amazing. Thank you to my co-host Bella Mundi here. You'll be seeing a lot of us. Yes. So get ready for the yeah. magic. Yeah. All right. Yes. And I and sitting here as a guest, I can feel the magic and the synergy between the two of you. You're an awesome duo. And I'm expecting great things from Liv Cosmetics. Amen. Amen. We're coming to Bermuda soon. Oh wonderful. I like that.